the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. True North, on AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer. Saturday mornings at 8 or via podcast anytime. Now, let's get into it with your host, Dirk Hobbs. Good Saturday morning. Welcome, Coloradans. Glad you're here with us. It is Saturday, May 20th. In southern Colorado, the most beautiful place on earth, as far as I'm concerned. And we are waking up on this Saturday morning, the first Saturday, with a new mayor in the mix. Mayor Yemi Mubalade. How's that ring in your ears, ladies and gentlemen? We have a new mayor and exciting new times. Let's see, uh, let's see what the next four years brings. And, uh, you know, it was a long and arduous campaign. You have to give props to both candidates. You know, they went to pretty much every debate, every conversation. Yeah, I mean, locked, knocked on a lot of doors. They had a lot of home visits. And, um, you know, they just, they both did a great job. There was a little bit of negative campaigning out there. And, uh, you know, it gets a little old after a while. And you kind of wonder, okay, what's what's the truth? What's the, you know, what's just the mudslinging? And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of hard to discern. But anyway, I think both both gentlemen ran a great campaign um, and they had, uh, for all intents and purposes, a, a pretty civil discourse throughout the uh, the cycle. And, um, you know, just Yemi came out on top. So uh, some 55, 56 percent of the vote went to Yemi and uh, was decided pretty early uh, last Tuesday. So. It was, uh, uh, you know, we heard Wayne's concession speech, very gracious, uh, wishing him well. They had a nice conversation. And uh, it is it is all forward for Yemi Mobilade, Mayor Yemi Mobilade, Mayor-elect, that is. So anyway, glad you're with us. Uh, we're going to have a great conversation this morning. I've got a subject matter expert in the booth this morning, and we're going to be talking about um, a lot of things centered around mortgages. So uh, you may be thinking, oh, yawn, uh, but abs- actually, no, there's a lot of bad information out there, and we're going to unpack this, and I've got one of the most dynamic uh, mortgage lenders and experts uh, in the nation, actually. She is Michelle Bobart, and she is from Guaranteed Rate out of Chicago, Illinois. It is a large organization, if not the largest uh, mortgage lender in the United States, and she is their Senior Vice President of Mortgage Lending. And she is their number one person in the country. And you've probably seen her on some uh, television shows, national broadcasts and cable shows, talking about the different aspects of of, of our mortgages um, and why it's so important to invest in real estate um, as one of the top wealth building uh, tools that we have available to us. So uh, let's dive right in. Let's, let's get to... Uh, you know, learn a little bit about her, little, learn a little bit about Guaranteed Rate, and then we're going to do a deep dive throughout the show this morning around the myths and the facts. And she's going to help us debunk those. And uh, welcome, Michelle Bobert. Glad you're here. 
Thank you. A pleasure to be here. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Well, you, you have moved in from Chicago, and yes. you're now home. Is this home for you now? This is home. Those beautiful mountains I get to look at every morning when I open my eyes. Oh, Love it. Isn't it amazing? I love being here. You know, I grew up in South Florida, and, uh, you know, that's obviously a great place to live for a lot of aesthetic reasons. But when I came here, yeah. I just felt this thing in my chest that said, okay, I'm home. Mm-hmm. So, um, Amen to that. But uh, do you miss Chi-Town at all? You know, major metro areas like Chicago have their own beauty. Um, you know, the skyscrapers and skylines are just lovely. But I think there's nothing, nothing like, um, you know, every morning get a, getting to stare at it. I always say, God paints a new oil painting for me every day when I open my eyes. So it's pretty darn fabulous. Well, so I'm awesome. going gonna, gonna to stay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michelle is one of the top uh, 1% mortgage originators in the United States. She's licensed in all 50 states. She served over 300 or excuse me, 3,500 families in her career and over a billion dollars in closing funding volume. So that's a nice start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a pro at this, right? You know what? Every day is a new day and I love it. Yeah. So, well, let's let's talk about Guaranteed Rate. Uh, explain that organization a little bit to us and um, what they're all about and what makes them, um, your, your, you know, makes you want to report to work every day with them. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I've been um, in this, um, the mortgage space for over 26 years. I've always worked um, in a position where I've had many options to serve my customers. So mm-hmm. um, I actually have my own brokerage from 05 um, to 09, the economic downturn happened. I said, I need to la- you know, latch on to a larger larger entity that can ride out the storm. Um, a careful, carefully selected um, guaranteed rate. And you know, they have literally moved to be one of the um, second retail lenders in the country. Um, what's special and why I love to work with them is that um, they just specialize in mortgages. So you know, unlike bricks and mortar banks where they have a variety of different services, including collecting our deposits, um, we just specialize in mortgages. So um, we work with over 50 banks, the big the big national banks, regional banks and credit unions. So it just gives me a really great option to take in my clients goals and then deliver and place them with the best investor for their short and long term goals. Absolutely. So I have a question here about what is a correspondence lender? What is that? Yeah. So if you think correspondent lender is it's we are a mortgage banker. Um, and so what that means, it's if you think of the concept of a mortgage broker where you have lots of different options to go to a bank or a, a mortgage banker or um, a correspondent lender, it's just really the same thing. It means that we control everything in house. So we have all of the choices of um, all of the different banks. But instead of sending out for processing, underwriting and closing, we do it all in house. So. In this, these past couple of years, especially speed, efficiency, efficiency and delivery have been paramount because, um, you know, clients are competing against multiple bids and right. sometimes speed won out. And so if some, you know, a realtor came to me and said, we have to close this loan in 15 days so that our clients can get this um, accepted offer, we had the ability to make it happen. And that was a key distinction. So the adage there, the time kills deals was really relevant at that point. Absolutely. Yeah. So that Absolutely. that efficiency helps you guys get to the finish line quicker Correct. and secure your uh, your client's loans. Very good. Yeah. Um, so what other advantages um, to this particular dynamic exist uh, versus some of the other boutique shops? Yeah. Yeah. And I think in, in this market, in this, you know, pivoting market where we have some liquidity challenges, um, our regional banks are, you know, feeling a lot of pressure, um, you know, with with us having 
you know, 15, 50 banks to choose from, even if we lose a few, mm-hmm. um, we're constantly filling our pipeline and getting new banks signed up with us. Um, and But it allows for if we lose a few, we gain a few, our net is still there. Whereas the smaller boutique um, companies just don't have a bandwidth. It's economies of scale. Economies of scale. Yeah. Well, let's um, let's get to uh, kind of the headlines. So, you know, we've got a lot of fear, fear factoring going on out there. There's a lot of just misinformation or partial information in the media. And then, of course, social media amplifies that. It becomes the megaphone for that. So uh, what I'd love to do today is just kind of understand what is fact versus fiction. Mm -hmm. Let's start with when the Fed hikes rates by a quarter percent. Okay. Mm -hmm. We see the mortgage rates tick up a quarter percent. Is that correct? That is actually not correct. Okay. That is false. So, so when the, when <laughs> ding, the, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When the Fed hikes rates, we see a direct and immediate impact on things like credit cards, our home equity lines of credit um, tied to prime, and also personal loans and car loans. Um, long-term bonds like mortgages are not governed by the Fed. They're governed by inflation. Okay. And, and really just defining infl- inflation, it's too many dollars chasing too many goods. Okay. Um, our, really, our eyes have to be set on uh, the core con- consumer price index, which we call CPI. CPI. Um, yeah. It's what we track and follow as a good indicator of where rates are going. So um, one of the, the bond gurus and really a mentor of mine over the past 25 years, um, Barry Habib, he he. he Gave us a great analogy um, recently. He said, you know, the, the Wayne Gretzky quote, um, a good hockey player skates to where the puck is and a great hockey player skates to where the puck is going. Right. Um, what we have to really be focused on, um, unlike the Fed, the Fed has really um, they, they really have been looking at where the economy um, has been, not where it's headed to and going. So, I've, you know, in my opinion, the last couple of hikes were a little a little too much. Um mm-hmm. But really looking forward, um, understand inflation and where it's going will help us understand where mortgage rates are going. So let me ask you this. I, I mean, where where was their head when they continued to elevate the rate? I mean, what, what were they trying to accomplish, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, obviously they were trying to tame inflation. But, when, you know, when you look at um, CPI, it's, it's an average over 12 months. So you have to look at um, and 40 percent of CPI is shelter costs. So it's you know our 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 um our rental rentals went through the roof our rental you know apartment sure. rentals in the last year um but now that's that's getting tamed and so when you look at the last 12 month lag um and you see we, we are seeing um the CPI is coming down so when we see the the it's always a a month behind so we'll get June's numbers in July mid July mm-hmm. um we Barry is really estimating a Pretty, pretty big drop. Um, so, um, you know, the overall CPI went from around from 5%, 5% to 4.9. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and so when we get the June number on July 13th, um, the you know the head, headline should show that um, inflation should drop from 49 to 3.6%. So, you know, he predicts core rates should go to drop to about 4.9%. And this should result in mortgage rates under 6%, possibly 5.5. Okay. So, so that's a, there's some silver lining. Yeah. So you know, in so so you know, it's been a unique. Uh, it's been unique because I can by lending in 50 states um, and doing mortgages everywhere. In general, the U.S. housing market inventory is tight. So when you have you know many many home buyers are sitting on the sidelines waiting for rates to dip. So in that um, you know, if this does indeed happen in mid July, 
we could see a little flurry again, um, okay. especially locally in this market. Well, I, I know the developers and the builders in this county and certainly the real estate agents and probably you guys would love to see a little more action. It's been a little quiet mm-hmm. uh, in the mm-hmm. last, say, t- eight to 12 months yeah. uh, since the slowdown. Um, but I'll be interested to, to do a deeper dive in some of the uh, fear factors around. Is this another 2006, 2008? Because, you know. Again, mass media pushing this yes. this uh, this narrative that uh, you know, in your opinion, really just it's not quite on the mark. So we're back with Michelle Bobert from Guaranteed right here in just a minute. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about why this isn't a rerun of 06 and 08 back in May. I got a nightmare phone call that no parent wants to receive. Someone hit me going 60 miles an hour. Dr. Ramos uh, came highly recommended. When I showed him the x-rays, he immediately knew exactly what was wrong. We've had a tremendous experience with Ramos Law. Really, I could not be happier. Having the car accident was an accident. Finding Ramos Law was no accident. Injured in a car accident? Ramos Law can help. RamosLaw.com. And we're back. Hey, it's Dirk Hobbs here with True North. You're listening to AM 1460 and 101.1 FM, The Answer. We are so glad you're here with us today on this gorgeous Saturday morning, May 20th. And, uh, hey, we got a new mayor, folks. Uh, if you didn't hear me in the first quarter and you're just picking up, uh, yep, Mayor Ye- Yemi Mobilade is uh, running the show here come June. So we look forward to that and uh, all that. And we're going to have Yemi back, actually, in the studio. If, if you've been listening for a while, you you heard his uh, runoff campaign uh, interview. Um, he and Wayne were both in here, and uh, they were kind of showcasing what they were going to do with uh, the city of Colorado Springs for the next four years. And uh, now one of them has been selected with about 56, 57 percent of the vote. And, uh, you know, we will see what the next four years bring. So we're excited for the future. And uh, we'll have you back in here a little downstream after the dust settles. And he has a chance to uh, warm up his chair, so to speak. Anyway, we're in the studio. We're in the box this morning with uh, Michelle Bobert from Guaranteed Rate. If uh, you want to check out their website, uh, you can, guaranteedrate.com. And if you want to contact Michelle and ask a few questions, just do so. It's Michelle with two L's at rate.com. Or you can give her a call here locally, 719-820-3533. So, in the first quarter, uh, we kind of debunked some of the myths around the Fed rate hikes and what that actually means for your payment. Uh, and then we talked about the consumer price index or the core consumer price index, uh, a.k.a. the CPI. And really, uh, we're starting to see a little bit of the clouds parting uh, at the national level. Uh, one of your big fans uh, or one of your big heroes in the industry is Barry Habib. Um, and he's he's predicting a little bit of a drop in the in the coming months. Yes. Yep. Yes. Really exciting. It is very exciting. Well, let's um, you know you know we're we're on this track of saying okay, this is fact from fiction. Now, a lot of folks have not really let go of the sentiment that this is kind of a rerun of '06 or '08. So, yes. tell us what you think, Michelle. Yeah, you know, I think uh, folks that live through 06 and 08, they're still, they've got their you know, eye in the rearview mirror going, oh, no, is this going to happen again? Um, and, and the facts are really plain. Um, this will not happen again. So what, what, what was different about the market back in 06 and 08 as compared to today? Yeah. The number one thing, 
you know, economics 101, supply and demand. Um, one of the greatest um, things a builder can look look at is birth rates. So um, the millennials represent 60% of our home buying population. They're in family formation mode right now. Um, and they're around that early 30s um, range. So right. back then, um, we had way more um, supply. And actually, there was a dip um, in that market, that, that population segment at the time. So just not enough demand mm-hmm. to gobble up. Um, so, so that's one, one key thing. Um, the other thing is that mortgage lending standards got out of control. I, I always say the rubber band just stretched, 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 and it finally burst. So, okay. you know, the, the, you know, and I, I always say it was a little bit of three things. It was, it was greed of wall street. It was, um, you know, consumers should be able to say, Hey, can I make this payment in good times and bad times? And not, you know, they're not blindfolded when they sign their mortgage documents. And number three, people in my industry and, in, Fortunately, most of those guys are out now, um, but they were they just weren't looking out for the client's best interest and saying, you know, can you really afford this? Um, yeah. So, you know, bad credit, 580 credit score, no income verification, no money down loan. I mean, that is a doom to fail. So once, um, oh, you know, everything exploded, um, lending standards got very strict. Um, and now we're back to a ba- nice balanced space. Uh, okay. But uh that that those risky products never came back on the market. Right. So, and that's kind of what they refer to as predatory lending. Is that right? Correct. I yep. mean, was that an accurate description of what was going on? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, just too many exotic products. You know, we, we call it like wild, wild west of mortgage lending. I mean, it just shouldn't have ever came onto the scene. And so now, mm-hmm. fortunately, it did not come back. So what does that mean? So America did not use, you know, they weren't looking always through rose-colored glasses. You know, you have to expect for good times and bad times. Um, and America was not using their home as an ATM machine, you know. Yeah. Oh, I want to go buy a boat. Let me refinance my house. I mean, that is a silly thought, right? Yeah. Well, so, it seems to be. <laughs> for some, so, maybe not. But yeah. I know. But no, I mean, and again, when you have a healthy dose of equity, that's okay. But, you know, when you barely have any equity and you're cashing up to, out to 100% um, yeah. of the home's value, that's that's, that's, that's not foolish. a smart plan. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, as a result, you know, fast forward to today, literally a recent stat I saw that America has homeowners have 50% equity on average. I mean, that's an amazing that's stat. That's an incredible statistic. Incredible. And yeah. it's also encouraging. So, so what does that mean? So if prices dip a little bit, we're not going to see foreclosures and short sales where, you know, if someone, you know, they have 50% and now they go to 30 or 40% equity. And if they hit hard times, mm-hmm. they'll sell their home and they'll make a profit and they'll, they'll level set and get right. So okay. that's a key, key distinction. I mean, that's pretty um, optimistic considering, you know, the, the, the fear that's being instilled in us that the, the sky is falling. Correct. I mean, really, this is a level set for me just listening to you kind of say, you know, with the utmost confidence, look, look at the data. Correct. And where would you point consumers to some of that data so they can start to get an education? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think. Uh, well, certainly. Band- yeah, national. Give you a call. You know, really. Yeah, <laughs> give me. That's easy. But yeah, I mean, just really our national, you know, looking at our, you know, the National Realtors Association, you know, Mortgage Bankers Association, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have, right. you know, like a lot of, you know, good statistics. But yeah, I think just talking to your local professionals, your real estate agents and um, seasoned mortgage professionals. So. Absolutely. Well, let's get back, back on track here. So folks are not using their homes as ATM machines. So well, dare we say we've learned a little bit from the past? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would say so. So, yeah, I think that, you know, you know, it, it, well, what's interesting is, right, pandemic changed everyone's view of home, right? We defined it. It's not oh. just our home, a place where we're, you know, we're with our family. It could be, it's now 
a lot of folks work from home, right? So, sure. and then, yeah. you know, back in pandemic, people were saying, oh gosh, I need more space because my kid might be going to school at home, you know? So we really have redefined home. Um, and I think that, um, and that's just really important because I think that value, you know, is, you know, for people and pride in home ownership has taken a new you know, has taken a new step up. Sure. So do you recommend people just kind of stay put for a little while or how do you as a mortgage lender advise your clients? Sure. Sure. I think, you know, every, every client's scenario is unique, right? So we have, we have, you know, families just starting out. Um, and then we have families that are, they're outgrowing their home, you know, they've, they've had more children and they, and they, the space, their space needs have changed. And so, you know, I approach it, um, you know, every, every situation is unique, but, but the, but what we do is we create a custom plan and it's based on timing mm-hmm. around their needs. So, um, you know, for many folks right now that are kind of busting at the seams, they go like, we've got to get our kids into a larger home. They're getting their teenagers, you know, they're, they're sharing rooms. So, you know, my encouragement is one of the cl- funny cliches that the mortgage industry is saying is, you know, you marry the house and you date the rate. So, mm-hmm. yes, our interest rates are a little bit higher. We know that the projections I just mentioned, you know, few minutes ago or um, the trend over the next 12 to 24 months is they're going to come down. So right. we want you to get into a home that's comfortable for your family um, and even use some unique tools like a temporary buy down. If, you know, say, you know, you're getting a pay raise next year, but you can't wait till next year to buy a home. Use different creative products out there like a temporary buy down, which the seller can pay for um, just to ease up that payment a little bit um, until, okay. until, until rates come down. And the wonderful news is, El Paso, Colorado, and general is a low closing cost state, you have many opportunities to refinance. So you're not stuck in that rate forever. Perfect. So uh, you suggest here that today we're experiencing a, a cooling off uh, that is basically an unprecedented supply and demand. Unpack that a little bit. Yeah. So locally, again, we are, um, we've had a little bit of cooling off. So we're, we're a little bit more of a balanced buyers and sellers um, market. Um, <clears throat> obviously the, the last nine years have been an amazing run for Colorado Springs. Um, we have literally year after year seen price increases since 2014. Right. Um, you know, and then, you know, more recently um, we've seen a deacceleration of, of appreciation. So we're, so we're, we're down probably about just a little over 5%, 5.3%. Um, so, so really locally um, I think that, you know, I still have great optimism. Our, our economy is, you know, still strong. People are moving in town. Yeah. Um, and I think that, um, you know, it's, there's, there's going to be ebbs and flows, you know, every market is going to have ebbs and flows. And, you know, if we see a, um, as, as predicted, um, a rate start to drip dip, um, in the near future and over the next 12 to 24 months, um, we could shift back a little bit to a seller's market because I probably have personally over 200 clients that are sitting on the sidelines, waiting for rates to come down so that they can buy their home. So the need and desire is there. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting to pull the trigger. So if rates come down quickly, you could be in a multiple bit situation again. So right. it's again, find the perfect home to, to serve your family. I always say, you know, you at least want to see yourself there four to five years to make a good return on your investment and then make the move and just know that you can take, enjoy the, you know, the possibilities of refinance down the road. All right. So what can we expect for future home prices in your estimation? Um, you know, speaking on again from it's an interesting perspective I I have just because I I do lend in fifty states. Um, right. So yeah, again, national perspective, yeah, yeah. So national perspective, um, I think inventory is going to stay light over the next couple of years. Um, 
locally, um, you know, I think one of the, the blessings we've had is we have more land to build on. And so maybe that could be one of the reasons that we kind of level set a little bit more to a buyers and sellers, equi- buyers and sellers equilibrium. Um, mm-hmm. um, and also we have a more transient environment due to our high military um, population. So, Correct. Um, but I think in, in general, it's still going to be a very healthy market. Agreed. All right. We're going to come back with Michelle Bobard. Hang in there uh, because we're getting a great education on the mortgage uh, scenario, the mortgage picture for the next, uh, well, our current snapshot and in in what she believes the next few years are going to look like. So uh, she's been there, done that, got a T-shirt. She's with Guaranteed Rate. Uh, she loans in all 50 states. I'm sitting here with Michelle Bobert, uh, who's Senior Vice President of Mortgage Lending at Guaranteed Rate. You can contact her at michelle at rate.com or give her a quick buzz, 719-820-3533. Uh, Michelle, we always ask our guests, hey, what's your jam song when you're riding around in the car to get you juiced up? Yeah, so I think my, my um, recent favorite is Elevation Worship Gratitude. Boom. The news and events that matter to you. AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer. All right, we are back. This is the third quarter. You're listening to True North, and I'm your host, Dirk Hobbs. You're listening to AM 1460 and 101.1. The answer. We're on Salem Media. Glad you're here. Uh, Hopefully, you're enjoying your power walk or bike or walk with your dog or your spouse or your friends or whatever. So uh, glad you're here, though, and dialed in, listening, getting an education on all things mortgage this morning. You know, there's a ton of bad information out there, uh, and we are trying to boil it down to the salient facts. Uh, so you can start thinking about your next uh, home transaction in the context of reality rather than the fear factoring that's going on throughout national media. Uh, this is also for me, Bring Your Daughter to Work Day. I have my daughter Emerson with us this morning. You want to say something? Hello, Southern Colorado. Well, we're glad you're here, sweetie. So thanks for coming in. And back to reality. Uh, hey, <laughs> see, that's awesome. You know, you get to bring your daughter to work day. Love, love it. Uh, isn't that cool? So cool. Uh, I, love, I, I love doing this. So anyway, back with Michelle Bobert. She's with Guaranteed Rate. Uh, if you want to give her uh, a call, give her a, a buzz at 719-820-3533. And uh, you can also email her at michelle at rate.com. And, you know, we've been talking about fact and fiction uh, this morning in the mortgage discussion. And it's there's a lot of just misinformation or partial information. You're not getting the whole picture. But fortunately, we have about an hour to talk about this. And she's really getting us out from underneath uh, the misleading comments that are out there. And one of the big ones, it's just it's just uh, it's funny how this thing got life. Uh, this mm-hmm. this um, credit score issue. Okay, yeah. so are mm-hmm. people with great credit scores going to get bad credit rates? And then the inverse of that, are people with bad rates going to get all the candy? Uh, you say, eh, not so much. Correct, correct. So, yeah, just want to talk about the truth around um, all of the hype in the with social media, which is loan-level pricing adjustments from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. You know, and I, I say, Derek, it's funny. You know, when when pandemic hit, I would say in my lifetime, I've never talked about supply chain. Use the word supply chain in everyday conversation. Well, the same in the last you know 60 days, um, talking to clients. You know, I've, I've talked to clients over the span of my 26-year career and never mentioned the word loan-level price adjustments. So 
Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac always had them, and they were risk-based adjustments. Um, and, you know, just in general, if, if the, the loan is a higher risk, they're going to pay a higher rate. Um, but recently, um, you know, so and, and let me back up. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac um, are two quasi-government agencies that back the majority of loans in the U.S. Okay. Um, these mortgages are called um, conventional financing. So in most markets, including El Paso County, clients can borrow up to $726,200 for a single-family home. Um, So back in the beginning of 2023, Fannie and Freddie announced they would be adjusting their pricing matrix for mortgages sold um, to them in the beginning of May. So what's ironic about this whole thing is, um, you know, clients right around that, you know, early May time, all of a sudden started calling me going, oh, my gosh, you know, I've got great credit. Is my right rate going to get what get worse? <laughs> right. And the the irony is, like, w- with with um, loan officers like myself, the the life of loan cycle. Let's say I'm talking to a client in February, um, and they go under contract in February, and they're due to close in, um, let's say April. So we lock them in on a 60 day lock. They close their loan at the end of April, and then um, all banks, you know, correspondent lenders, anyone who's selling to Fannie and Freddie. It takes another 30 days for delivery to Fannie and Freddie, so Got for it. securitization. So essentially, these loan-level price adjusters have been baked into our interest rates for a good four or five months. So it was just the media latched onto it um, and you know said, May 1, the sky is falling. You know, So, <laughs> so the reality is, um, and I'm going to use this in air quotes, um, the, the, the goal and the spirit behind this for Fannie and Freddie was to increase support for borrowers historically underserved by the housing finance market, while ensuring a level playing field for small and large lenders, fostering capital accumulation and achieving viable returns on capital. Okay. So what does that mean? In simple yeah. terms, <laughs> they <laughs> wanted to, to help first-time home buyers who've often had lower down payments and credit scores have greater access to credit to buy a home by giving them a slight, slightly improved pricing. While shifting some, some of that ease pricing um, towards borrowers with lower debt-to-income ratios. So, so in summary, in simple terms, um, this is not permission to go out and say, "Oh, I'm buying a home. Let me, you know, mess up my credit." You know, like yeah. or or from a, a home buyer who's really worked hard over the years to to build, you know, great credit scores. It doesn't mean you're going to get a bad interest rate. Um, it's just it's a slight shift um, so that they can open up a little bit more opportunity for perhaps the first time home buyers who may be in the space where they don't have well established credit because they haven't been around as long, right? They're in their early 20s. They've just gotten their first credit card. So it's just moderating things a bit. Um, But, you know, one of the things I'll say, like, you know, one of the frustrations I would say for someone like myself who's seen, you know, the the market over the last 25, 26 years, um, one of the things, you know, the spirit behind Fannie and Freddie is for first-time homebars to get people into their primary residences. So we've seen... um, you know, a shift in when someone, a perfect credit borrower, um, goes to pursue a second home. Mm-hmm. The interest rate, um, you know, four or five years ago, it was the exact same rate as a primary residence. We're seeing Fannie and Freddie pull back on that and, you know, want more money funneled, funneled to those primary um, resident um, first-time home buyers. So sure. a second um, home rate will be higher now than it would would have been four or five years ago. Got it. Same with investment properties. They're, you're actually you know, having to, in many cases, pay a point to even get an interest rate um, from Fannie and Freddie 
you, there's such, it's hard to even come up with a no points option while buying an investment property right now. So those are just a few of the examples. Um, so let me, let me back up and ask, okay, so, you know, I've spent my whole life building my credit and I, I think some of the sentiment was revolving around the fact that there was this, here's another government entitlement program, right? Sure. And, sure. um, you know, this this overarching sentiment in the nation, it seems to be that bad behavior really is you know, gets yeah. you a lot of rewards. Correct. Yeah. But, but mm-hmm. the statistics here, the data points, that's that's not really the truth. I mean, that may be the sentiment. Right. And the Correct. feeling. But the mm-hmm. fact doesn't support that. This is just open season on anybody who wants to buy a home. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And, you know, and there's been a lot of. um Pushback, you know, like I know the the Bankers Association, you know, it's just it's it's burdened, you know, the industry. It's made it a lot more, you know, the industry's already has gotten very complex, and it's made it even more complex. So I do see an easing. Like one of the one of the um, LLPAs, loan level price adjusters, was um, an example would be if your debt to income ratio was over forty percent, you would actually take a little bit higher interest rate. And normally the benchmark was about forty five percent. So anything below that, everyone. You got the same rate. So okay. they've actually literally just kind of rescinded that because what was happening, um, the issue is, is debt to income ratios can change in the loan process as we make credit card payments and loan payments, making any suggested pricing matrix a moving target and, ho- and impossible to hit. So that's already been pulled back um, mm-hmm. out of the equation. So I will, I think we'll continue to see, you know, it's again, they roll things out without thinking everything through. So I see that, you know, over the coming months, we'll see additional um, pullback just to more common sense. So, I mean, the the council is still keep your credit buttoned up tight. Correct. Good credit scores are, you know, in in my opinion, more important than ever in this market. Fair enough. And uh, for those first time home buyers, I mean, is this also an attempt uh, for uh, kind of the macro discussion to help carve into some of that excess and in inventory is that what was happening there or yeah you know giving giving them a leg up um to okay. compete because yeah it has been that's been one of my um biggest challenges is seeing my first time home buyers um compete you know over the last couple of years you know just everyone got very creative i mean a first time home buyer was writing a love letter to the, the previous <laughs> owner saying this i'm going to raise my family here and you know, yeah. here's my family you know right. because they they were trying to get a leg up on the competition competing against cash offers so sure. again i mean just helping them you know manage payment because again when you're first starting out in life it, you know you're on a very very tight budget you don't have that extra you know sure. li- liquidity um so yeah so that's it still remains, you know, the, the ultimate goal is okay. getting people first homes. And is cash still king pretty much in the market? Is cash still king if you're coming in with a cash offer? I mean, you know, again, I think, you know, with the market softening up a little bit, you know, or again, right sizing um, in, in this local market, I think that, you know, more offers are being accepted now because, you know, cash buyers always expect to pay a discount. Mm. So I think there's more opportunity now for folks, you know, where the last couple of years, I mean, cash was king, like yep. it was beating out. And we had some special ways, you know, we would pre-underwrite our, our files so I could issue a loan commitment, not a pre-approval letter, just to really help our clients stand out. But, you know, in general, um, you know, nationwide, I would say cash, you know, cash is 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 obviously going to win out in most cases. One more thing I want to hit before we break. Um, the other market you suggest that's taken a hit is the second home market. Mm-hmm. Unpack that a little bit because a lot of people had liquidity. They went out and bought a second home to try to build that wealth. 
Correct. But that's cooling off a little bit. Well, I think that, you know, always when, you know, recessions hit and, you know, and time and things tighten up a little bit, you know, second homes are a luxury item. Mm -hmm. So they are going to be the first that someone sells. They're not going to sell their primary residence. They're going to sell the extras, right? So, yeah, and what I was referencing, um, you know, the second home market really took off the pandemic because everyone's saying, hey, I can work from anywhere. I'm going to buy that Florida home I thought I was going to buy in 10 years. I'm going to buy it, (laughs) you know, now. Right. So, um, so, So, yeah. Okay, keep going. Yeah, yes. so I think that, um, you know, the second home market, um, the, the states that have seen huge, huge influx, I would say, you know, ironically, it's the states with no income tax. I've seen, you know, massive influx in tex- Texas, Tennessee, and also Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, we might see a little bit, you know, potentially cooling off there as well, because a lot of folks also bought second homes in those markets. Very good. All right. We're hanging out with Michelle Bobart, subject matter expert in the mortgage realm, and she's from Guaranteed Rate. Uh, We're learning a lot here, and we're getting a clearer picture uh, filtering through all the nonsense that's in the mass media right now and trying to get down to the salient points. Uh, In the next quarter, we're going to talk about what you need to know about buying a home right now and uh, just, just getting your ducks in a row. And, um, you know, just understanding how to position yourself as a qualified buyer. So we've debunked a lot of myths here. We're back in a minute with Michelle Bobert, Guaranteed Rate. One critical fact that needs to be established is that your injuries were caused by the accident incident you were involved in. For your case to have merit, it must be made clear that had you not been in the crash in the first place, you wouldn't have been hurt. This is one of the most important steps in the entire process, and leaving it to anyone but an expert is a serious mistake. Ramos Law, doctor, lawyer, partner, combining medical and legal knowledge for better outcomes for you. Come on, sing it out. All right, we're back here in the fourth quarter with True North. I'm your host, Dirk Hobbs. Thanks for joining us. Hey, I want to give a quick shout out to Salem Media. Thanks for letting us play in your playground and talk to these interesting folks around town. Uh, we certainly appreciate that. And thanks almost uh, also, excuse me, to Ramos Law. Uh, they help underwrite the program and allow us to meet these great people and get some super information into your ears. And uh, today we're talking with Michelle Bobart, who is uh, Senior Vice President of Mortgage Lending at Guaranteed Rate. You can reach Michelle at michelle at rate.com. Very simple, Michelle with two L's at rate.com, and then give her a call at 719-820-3533. It's a good thing to have your ducks in a row and, and uh, you know, get get yourself prepared for this, this for most of us, uh, what is the largest purchase in our lives. And so we've spent the last three quarters going through a lot of fact versus fiction. There's a lot of misinformation out there. So if you've missed any part of this program Go back, hit the reset button, and start in the first quarter because she really starts to debunk uh, a lot of the myths out there that are being uh, proliferated through the media, through the news outlets. Uh, And it's just either partial information or misleading the way they're stating it because uh, it's, it's not the sky is falling. Right, Michelle? I Absolutely. Mean, it's actually, our market is level setting right now. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I want to uh, help the uh, listeners out there really understand what they need to know right now about buying a home. So what is some of your advice? Yeah. So, um, you know, one of my greatest joys over the last 25 years of my career is just really walking alongside my clients and helping them enjoy um, and appreciate the dream of home ownership. Right. Um, and home ownership remains one of our greatest wealth building tools. Absolutely. 
Um, you know, the Federal Reserve statistics show a homeowner's net worth is 40 times greater than a renter's. It's pretty substantial. So yeah. we gotta, we're not going to pitch tents. We all got to, you know, have a roof over our heads to live in. Why not pay our mortgage instead of our landlord's? <laughs> right. So, yep. um, you know, and, and, and one of the other things, you know, just just like this, just like the stock market, it's really hard to time the bottom of the market. So, you know, for everyone out there that's, you know, just been kicking the can and you might just be sitting on the sidelines saying, oh, I got to wait, wait for rates to come down. Just focus on finding the right home um, when it's the right home that meets your needs. Um, again, you know, similar stock stock market parallel, you know, you want to see yourself in that home at least four to five years to get a decent return on your money. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when you find it, you know, I would just say step in, don't look back. And the beauty of El Paso County of Colorado is we're a low closing cost state. So it doesn't take much to refinance. So again, the, the, the funny, um, you know, saying that's floating around now is you marry your home and you date the rate. So the date, the rate is not a forever thing. Mm -hmm. Um, you can refinance down the road. Right. So, and a lot of people from other states are kind of, I mean, that's wired into them that uh, closing costs are just astronomical and it ends up becoming a step backwards. That's not true here in Colorado. And we are blessed. Yeah. yeah. So there are, there's certain states like Florida and California, there's the costs are much higher. So, you know, when it comes to a rate dip and a refinance, you always have to do a cost benefit analysis. Right. What's the actual cost? And then, you know, you divide it into your monthly savings. So, you know, in my opinion, if you're going to be in that house another four or five years, you can break even on your costs or do a no cost refinance, um, break even under 12 months. It makes sense because yeah. then you're in positive territory months two, three, four and five. So for the average home, five, six in Colorado Springs anyway, five, six hundred thousand. I mean, is a quarter pay a quarter uh, point drop in interest rates? Is is that the time to start thinking yeah, you about know, that? I think it's a be- I think it's like a benchmark. Yeah, I have a, a rate alert program that's time with the market that I set people up on in the minute they close because we determine what makes sense for your family. So in the normal cases, you know, I just attach a dollar amount to it. So I'm like, okay, if, does it a hundred bucks a month make sense? Is it a hundred fifty, two hundred? And then we just look at it because obviously the higher the loan amount, mm-hmm. the less of a move in the the interest rate that it you know takes to get to that benchmark. Absolutely. Well, keep uh, keep walking us through some of these tips about. Um, uh, what we need to know about buying a home. Yeah. So I think in general, um, you know, that's my, my big encouragement. Um, you know, you, you know, our home is our sanctuary, um, especially for folks, um, you know, listeners are just looking, you know, to buy their first home or um, listeners now that are helping um, guide their, their kids, their young adult children um, yeah. along the home ownership path. <laughs> the ones that are in the basement, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, this, this generation is different than any other. Um, we were laughing about that during saying we were, we had our bags packed and we're ready to get out the door never to return. 18 Once minutes and three dra- seconds. 18, I was out. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, kids today are different, you know, and in cost of living, people are coming out with a lot of student loans. And so yeah. they've, yeah. they're making decisions to come back to, um, to mom and dad's. So, you know, and mom and dad, you know, I have, we chuckle, I chuckle a lot with my, um, my clients and who have these young adults and they, they want them launched. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So helping your, your, your kids carve a great plan, um, is just, is, is key. And, um, and actually I have one of the, the webinars that I'm doing is just really specifically for parents. Um, yeah. Talk to us about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the title is building generational wealth, a parent's guide to setting up your kids for success. And so what I'll be going through is, you know, just gifting. Um, and I'm going to have a, um, a CPA along with me on that one, just to kind of understand, you know, what's free and what's not um, for gifting of, of your children. So mm-hmm. um, parents really can um, 
really help catapult um, their their kids um, back out into home ownership. Yeah. All right. So how do, how do we enroll for that? That building generation. Yeah. So program. so we'll have a QR code that um you know that you'll be able to yep. give everyone and then we're going to sign up. up directly. Um yeah, and then they'll, they'll be ongoing because these are ongoing conversations. So I certainly you know or we can set up a one on one. I'm happy to always do that. Awesome. All right. So before we get to the mortgage one on one thing, I know you've got another seminar that you're offering. Uh, what's your advice for f- first time home buyers? Yeah, just continue. Um, you know, I, I see uh, I see first time home buyers a lot. Um, you know, looking at the the shiny toys, right? You know, you're, you've got your first job, and you're you're tempted to buy a really nice car with a really nice brand name, and you know, just sure. go easy, go easy. You know, the yep. biggest, you know, cars are a depreciating asset. You know, we <laughs> want to invest your first, your biggest life's purchase is off in your home. So just really carve in your budget um, a space that you can save so that you can be in a really great place. So do you find yourself when you're when you're working with clients, uh, you're counseling them on money management? I mean, all the time yeah, and every day. That's, that's yeah. part of your job. Really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's a conversation about credit. It's a conversation about um, using credit card usage. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, it is it is important to have credit and to have credit scores, but just not to abuse it. So, and then also, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, I know our parents instill the oh twenty percent down, twenty percent down, twenty percent down may not be the best you know, use of that cash for that um, first time home buyer. Um, you know, we always want to set everyone up for success. We don't want our, our clients to be house poor. So it might make sense to only put 5% down and have a good reserve account. And then that accounts for a rainy day. So if somebody, mm-hmm. one of the family members loses a job or has to transition a job and it's out of work for a couple of months, you've always got those reserves. Right. So that, that young millennial, because uh, the older millennials are, like you said, they're in their thirties, they're family building right now. And they're starting to get a grip on mm-hmm. some of the fundamentals uh, to position themselves for home ownership. What about the ones just a little younger, mm-hmm. you know, who are in that $2,000 a month rent situation, which sure. is excruciating, Yeah. right? So how do we get them into that legitimate home ownership discussion? Yeah, I think, you know, it's ne- first of all, it's never too early to start. You know, I encourage people when they're a year out, they just, re- you know, they just, um, you know, sign, resign their lease, but they're like, darn it. I don't ever want to do this again. I want to <laughs> right. buy next year. Yeah. It's never too early to start the discussion. So we coach them on credit. We look, have it. We can, we pull a tri-merge credit, you know, take a peek and say, these are the things you need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, again, establish that savings plan. So they understand that there's two buckets of cash. One is down payment and the other is the closing cost. So they have a really clear targeted um, and focused goal on that. And then also, you know, coach them on a conversation with family, you know, because yeah. if, if family is able to, to help and support a little bit with that down payment, have that conversation. And I often will bring the, the parent on the, the phone with me so we can kind of collectively mm-hmm. come up with a great game plan. And do you find that, I mean, you know, in our instant gratification culture, I mean, do you find people are really heeding this advice? You know, I mean, if it, I guess it depends on do they really want the house? I think it, it is all about every every person is individual. I think you just get to that pain point where yeah. you're just like, I'm done with this. I'm this done. is throwing my money out the window. I yeah. mean, we, we know that rent gives a zero percent rate of return. Like That's it correct. is yeah. money is out the window, never to put back, been put back in your pocket. You know, whereas homeownership, you know, you're, you're, you've got to make a, a house payment. So, like mm-hmm. I said, pay yours, not the landlords. And you get that beautiful you know, thing called appreciation, um, which mm-hmm. literally the amazing stat is over the last 20 years, even take into account 2006 and 2008, where we saw a big dip over, you know, nationwide, our average home appreciation is 4%. So if you just look at that wow. and that compounding over time, 
it is an outstanding investment. I mean, it, you know, I've always, I, maybe I'm biased, but I think it's, you know, it, the, the stock market could, you know, could tank, could tank. Exactly. Yeah, so that's right. <laughs> so we got generate or a building generational wealth, a parent's guide to setting your kids up for success with their first home that we're going to have that QR code on our website folks. And, uh, we're also going to allow you to uh, contact Michelle at Michelle at rate.com. If you want more information on that. And also she's got a mortgage one Oh one course, uh, that she's going to offer here soon. And this is kind of just continuing education. We all need it to position ourselves to be the optimal home buyer and get that great rate, get our credit scores under wrap and, and position ourselves well. You can also give her a ring at 719-820-3533. Closing, one closing thought, Michelle, what is your parting wisdom as we step out? My advice for for first-time homebuyers and for, for move-up homebuyers, limit your intake on the news. Um, you know, I say it will <laughs> crush it the off. spirit of the most optimistic mindset. So, you know, we can live life through two lenses, one of abundance and scarcity. And, you know, just keep, keep you know, you could sign up for one of those apps that give you the top four or five of, of news for the day, but just don't, don't, don't take it so much to heart because... It's, it's, it's not healthy. <laughs> this is great advice. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate you. Come back and see us again. Uh, we're going to lead you out today with the outfield. Uh, Tony Lewis, uh, we lost Tony Lewis last year, uh, but he had one of the great alto voices in the business. And this is your love by the outfield. See you next week, folks. listening to True North with your host, Dirk Hobbs, Saturday mornings at 8 on AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.